That's right, everybody. It's time for America's favorite sports show. It's that their sportscast with Jason Johnson and Jack Neal. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of That There Sportscast. I'm your host, Jason Johnson, along with... Jack Neal. Good morning. Good morning. So, what is going on, Jack? Mm, nothing. Yeah. Well, that was the show, guys. Yep. Uh, nothing in the sports world today. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I feel um, like I just recorded an episode of The Big Sad. Uh, <laughs> um, well, quite a bit of... Uh, there's some... Kind of some funny baseball story, or not funny, yeah. um, unless you're into kind of some dark darkness. Uh, which way do you want to go? Do you want to go with old man whining, or do you want to go with catastrophic injury first? Ooh, let's start with a catastrophic injury. Okay, here we go. So the New York Mets were playing, I believe, the Atlanta Braves. In fact, do you remember when we were at... Um, Mockingbird the other night. We were watching yeah. the break. Yeah, they were playing the Mets. Yeah, yeah, dude, we missed this this play uh, that happened maybe by like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna show you the video and then I'll I'll explain everyone in the story and everything like that. Um, it's uh, Kevin Pillar was um, on the mat. No, not on the mound. He was in the box. Uh, and I believe the guy's name was Jacob Webb, who was pitching to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, old slippery hands Jacob really, uh, really gave Pilar a nice. Uh, well, just here, watch, watch this real quick. It's pretty. It's all in the first five seconds. All uh, right. Oh shit! Yeah, so ninety-four mile an hour fastball straight to the nose. Yeah, it's the it was bad. So he instantly just starts leaking blood. Oh yeah, they had to yeah. come. They had a whole crew come out and have to do uh you know yeah. wipe up all the blood and everything like that. And in the video too, I mean, you can see it was completely unintentional. Like how you let the ball get away from you like that? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I guess it does happen because, I, again, yeah. I never played baseball. Yeah. I've never been a pitcher, nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, I slow pitch to uh, my youngest sometimes, but other than that, I've never had experience in that field. Yeah. So um, let me see if I can get the full list of injuries. This is Kevin Pillar's face. I think this is like three, four days after. Oh, shit. I, I mean, homeboy got yeah. fucked up. He uh, – he, I believe it said he broke, yeah, still swollen, bloodied, and bruised three days after taking that hit to the face. Um, here we go. What did it say? He suffered multiple nasal fractures, um, which is a guy who suffers from um, allergies. That's got to suck. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing yeah. blood's just caked up in there well, and everything. And I just can't imagine, like, this little tiny hard object flying at you at 94 miles per hour. Yeah. And just crushing into your face. You know, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can't imagine like the 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 timing of that is just instant, I would imagine. I mean, I've yeah. I've uh I forget who it was. It was a it was a Hall of Fame um Hall of Famer and I guess recently they asked him, you know, how you got like such a great home run record or whatever, like the timing of hitting the ball. Right. And the guy was like, honestly, man, uh, 
pitches were coming so fast, it was just swing. Like, it's it wasn't as calculated as you would think. I would just either not swing or swing. It, I never really learned the timing out of how to hit the ball. Because, you know, they say keep your eye on the ball, you watch it or whatever. So Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I just couldn't imagine standing up there. You're just ready to, all right, am yeah. I going to swing, going to swing, and then wham, just slapped right to the face. Yeah. And then if you listen to the audio, it's even worse because you can just hear, like, it's almost like you hear bones breaking as it hits his face. It's pretty bad. Um, but the guy was, uh, the guy's actually taking it in stride. He's pretty cool about it, saying, um, you know, I think he went on and he said, I got to be honest, I'm more worried for the pitcher, you know, Jacob Webb than I am myself. Like yeah. that, you got to really, it's got to fuck with your head. And especially too, because then you got to yeah. finish the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. Well, and you know, the thing is, is like, you know, it, I'm wondering when the day's going to come whenever somebody gets killed by a pitch because the high lie. Have you ever, have you ever heard of high lie? Yeah. Yeah. That shit is fucking crazy. But I mean, have people been killed through that? Yes. Really? Those curved baskets that they throw with. Yeah. Those balls that come out of there come out at 188 mile an hour. Holy shit. So yeah, it's, it's killed people before. And it's, and yeah. I mean, one of these days there's going to be one of these monster fucking pitchers that just throw shit, you know, 100, 105 mile an hour. And it's, somebody's going to get fucking hurt bad. Yeah. Fortunately, they got the helmets on, which block most of the things that can kill you. It doesn't block your nose from being crushed and your face looking like you're the state puff marshmallow man now but yeah yeah that poor fucking yeah jesus Christ. well and if you look at his before and after he's a completely different looking person he looks like yeah. the elephant man compared to what he usually looks yeah. like um so here's an interesting question for you though this guy he's uh kevin pilar signed for two years at six uh 6.5 million to the mets yeah uh so obviously in those two years it'll be what does it say uh three million two hundred fifty thousand right do you would you take a ball to the face for just the half or would you let's start there would you do that I, I mean three million dollars and change yeah because that sets me up for life people people talk about oh, you need billions these days no I just need that that would that would set me up in a way that yeah yeah fuck it do it Okay, Do now it. here's the here's the interesting question to me is you take that hit in a year and they yeah. go, Hey, there's another three million and change yeah. next year, but you don't know when it's coming. I mean you never know yeah. when it's gonna come right. to hit you. Right. Would you would you take it the second time? I don't know, man. Because you would definitely I mean, that would for one, obviously you're not playing you know, it's not a career for you. But it's yeah. it could be potential where it's like you're gonna have to spend a couple of that million to, to get a caretaker by chance. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that second time you don't know where it's gonna go. Uh, so no, no, I I take the first one. I mean three three point two five. I've bought a house. I've 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 gotten the wife and I a, a couple of cars, and the rest is in the bank just for me to live off of. I, I, you know, no, I'm done after the first year. So one year. Yeah, one year. Three, three and change. Five million. I, I take a ball to the face. 
which is oddly enough, you know, would you do same same thing, ball to the face, three point two five million to do gay porn for a year? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's same thing. So um, I uh, I just think it'd be funny, like. You being on the mound, knowing you've set that deal up, but yeah. no one else does. Yeah, you just somehow have set it up with God or whatever is yeah. up there, and then you. <laughs> so every time a pitch is thrown, you're just cowering. People yeah. are like, "This guy sucks dick. Why is yeah. he still on the lineup? I don't understand it." You don't understand. At some point, yeah. I have a potentially life-changing fucking thing about to happen to my face. Yeah, yeah, and I, I did, I did really like. The now I didn't like to see the guy get hit in the face. That's right, an awful yeah. thing. But to see all the that's one of those kind of cooler sports moments of everyone on the field is concerned. It really is like right. a death on the field. Like yeah. holy shit, you yeah. know. Um, it's like when a guy goes down in football and he's had his. You know, it's a he can't feel something or whatever, and everyone's just even the other team are just kind of piling around and you know praying for the guy and being like, okay, well, you know that. We're human before anything. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, we'll jump over to the complete opposite spectrum of baseball. It's old man whining edition. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, we're back to the unwritten rules of baseball. Yeah. Um, So, on Tuesday, um, the White Sox were playing uh, the Twins. Uh. Guy Yerman, that's definitely not how you say his name. Uh, Mercedes is his last name for sure. Uh, he's he's three and zero on the guy. I believe Chicago's winning. Um, so the uh, the pitcher Williams Astudo, he just yeah. uh, like I think he tried one of the slow pitch that forty eight mile an hour, the ones we've kind of talked about. Uh, a couple episodes ago, how some of these guys are just throwing these like real slow pitches in, right? And the guy fucking homers off of him. <laughs> like, okay, it's yeah. set up, and he's a ro- the Merce- Mercedes is a rookie. Um, kind of a similar situation uh, last year with the San Diego Padres guy did that, yeah. and you saw everyone get mad, and that's when it came up of like that's when I learned you don't do that on a three zero yeah. pitch. You yeah, you just rules of baseball. You let the guy throw the ball right down the middle so it doesn't fuck up his stats, even though right. you know Mercedes is trying to get his stats as a rookie. You know, yeah. um, and this is the this is the wild part. Uh, so. They send up the relief pitcher. Sorry, I have so many tabs open today. They send up the relief. Uh, Twins send up Tyler Duffy, and he throws behind uh, Mercedes, I guess sending a message or whatever. Yeah. Uh, automatic, I believe he was kicked out of the game, but automatically suspended three games um, for that, for an intentional throwing at a person. Uh, the manager of the Twins, he is suspended one game. They both were uh, fined. An undisclosed amount. They didn't. They didn't say that. Yeah. Um, now the thing that is that is like hot with this story is that Tony Larusa is Chicago's manager, and the things he said about Mercedes. I'll, I'll read it to you first. Said he made a mistake. Larusa told reporters Tuesday night at the Twins game. Uh, there will be consequences he has to endure here within our family. The fact that he's a rookie and excited. Helps explain why he's just so clueless. But now he's got a clue. And uh, they then they asked him, you know, how'd you feel about the guy throwing behind his back? 
And he was like, I don't have a problem with the way they handled it. Yeah. So the, so Tony Larusa just completely throws this guy under the under bus. Under the bus, yeah. And says, I don't, you know, if my guy gets hit because of it, well, then that's his, that's lesson learned. Yeah. Which is now just a broken record on the show of these fucking old rules and everything like that. But I guess it kind of makes sense for Tony LaRusso because he's been around the game for so long to have that opinion. Yeah. But I'm like, that's so irresponsible to be like, yeah, we'll just throw at you just throw at my guys if they piss you off. Like, I'm actually surprised the the league didn't suspend him for yeah. the comments. Yeah. For well, like a one-day game, or you know, like, hey, man, you can't not back your people. Well, it goes back to this fucking, uh, these unwritten fucking old-ass rules, which is why baseball is considered now to be one of these old-ass sports, and no one really watches it much anymore. I mean, yeah, there's there's still lots and lots of baseball fans, but as far as their viewership and shit like that goes, they don't have it anymore, and it's, it's it, attendance and all that jazz, but they, but... I don't know. I it, it to me, I guess I've just gotten. I love football so much that I'm just used to aggression. And I'm sorry, but if my guy, fucking unwritten rule, he fucking he jacked a fucking homer off the dude. Good job, kid. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, he wants to throw some bullshit fucking pitch. Fine, let him. Yeah, That's exactly. A, I'm sorry. I. And, got and distracted thought, trying to find because well, there I was a that was the fucking deal though is the pitcher throws a pitch the fucking batter hits the ball it goes out hey look we just did something great there i did my job yeah. i hit this ball you know well that's the crazy thing that larus is saying he's gonna end up you know the guy's gonna end up having consequences for it and it's yeah. like it doesn't make sense as to why you would punish your player, especially too, because that's something I didn't take into account last year. Whenever this story came up uh, amongst in uh, the Padres story, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's for for Nan, uh, for for Ortiz or I can't remember the guy's name. He's like a stud now for the mm-hmm. Padres, but. Um, I was just uh, – I didn't take into account, like, yeah, this guy's trying to – he's just entered the league. He's trying to get his stats yeah. up, you know? Like, it's a weird well, – and for you to kind of chase that chase that goal or chase that dream and then all of a sudden you're – Well, and I'll put it to you this way. It, it's a well-known thing in baseball that, you know, yeah, there are certain things like – okay, so this kid, he's a rookie. He hits a home run off this fucking pitch. There's this unwritten fucking rule. Okay, next time he's up to bat – you get one. One inside pitch to back him up off the plate. If you hit him, fine. If you don't, whatever, cool. You were showing him that, hey, you know, this is what we as pitchers can do in return for you jacking home runs off my shit. Right. That's fine. But he comes up to bat after that, and you're still fucking with him. It's bench clearing time, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. You know, those are the little things that are fine. Yeah, you know, they had a little rivalry going and all that. But but to sit here and make big news stories out of this fucking, well, there's this unwritten rule in baseball, and, yeah, I'm going to come out as a manager and throw my guy under the bus. Here's my response to that fucking reporter. Uh, yeah, my guy, uh, he's paid to swing a bat and jack home runs. Guess what? He did. Next fucking question. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, you know? Yeah, what I don't understand is why they just can't accept, like, things are just, 
changing in the league, you know? Yeah. Like, why does it have to stick around these old man rules? I can't find the guy who tweeted it. I think it something yeah. Crenshaw. Um, I'm doing a bad job at being able to find this. I should have saved it. But uh, uh, one pitcher came out. He's a, he's a good pitcher. He, he's got a name for sure. Um, but he came out and was like, if you're, if, if, if you have three O on me right now, or before I make my next pitch and you homer it off me, it's yeah. not a sin. Like, and then also called out like all these old managers that keep thinking this way, just get away from the game. Cause the game is changing. Yeah. And that's coming from a pitcher. Like, yeah, yeah. that's the way the game should be played now. Um, it really does. It makes baseball super fucking boring if you're going to play by these fucking yeah, old yeah. rules, man. Oh, yeah. It's 3-0. and oh. it, it, It's a 3-0 oh count. I have a perfect pitch coming that I know I can jack out of this fucking part, but I'm going to just let it fly by me because there's some unwritten fucking rule that says on a 3-0 oh count I need to let the next pitch go. No. It's no. Stupid. Just jack the fucking thing. You know, I'll, t- I'll put it to you this way. Uh, taking a strike on a 3-0 count uh, ain't going to put asses in seats, but home runs will. Yeah. You know? Uh, and uh, let's face facts, in the end, that's what professional sports are. They're fucking business. It's about putting asses in the seat. And what a pitcher's ego is that fucking sensitive that yeah. it's like you have to give. That's the yeah. thing I don't like is it's the implication of you have to now give the pitch. Yeah. You've embarrassed the pitcher. The pitcher has not done his job. So you have to give him it. Yeah. That doesn't work. Nowhere in the world is that a thing. No. In any job, in, in any other sport. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in basketball, it's not like – it is it is actually essentially – it's the way you treat the ball boy or the handicapped kid that's been the towel guy that gets in at the last game of basketball and gets to yeah. shoot the ball. And you see it all over Instagram and yeah. that's – you know, those feel-good stories – but, like, these professional baseball players who get paid millions of dollars to yeah. pitch the ball, you you essentially want to get treated like a ball, like a yeah. a, a manager for a basketball team? Like, well, get the it, fuck it, out of here. Well, it fucking kills me because it, it would be the equivalent of a fucking quarterback taking a sack and then hopping back up and going, oh, he hit me. My ego is so fucking bruised, Tom Brady. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's not even that. you got to take it one step further of – the next play, yeah, the line is not allowed to, yeah, to they, pressure the yeah, quarterback. Yeah. They well, actually we let have him throw one. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's I don't understand why. It's just a very obviously old school thing. And again, it, yeah. it, you're I think you see it a lot with older managers because. That's the way the game was yeah. played when they were when they played it. So back when the sport was a gentleman's sport. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. When we yeah. didn't have a person of color in this league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus, man! That fucking yeah. That old school rules. That's that <laughs> equivalent of. I want to go back to when the country was was perfect and great and yeah yeah you know jim crow days yeah, exactly. you know that's it what the fuck are you talking dude back when you could say fag capital of the world and yeah not yeah. get interrupted in an apology <laughs> by a uh three-run homer yeah. for the cincinnati reds <laughs> boy i don't know if i'm gonna put this thing on anymore uh i really don't know if i'm gonna have a job tomorrow <laughs> that's a long fly ball out <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh, man! Yeah, I always Redland, Redland. that brings up a good point, though. You know, it it, it is a kind of a 
uh, dichotomy. You know, it's it's uh, of the the larger world, and yeah, that's always been so funny to me. Is uh, the whole. Uh, Man, I just I wish we'd get back to the good old days. <laughs> well, the it, the good old days have never. It, it, it's so funny because this guy, there's this guy that wrote this book, and I can't remember who it is. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. That uh-huh. we live in the best possible time to be a human being on the planet. Yeah, because we've advanced, and so. Our the next generation, our children will live in the best possible time. Anyone who's looking back at the good old days, they have rose colored glasses on, or they're extremely like racist and and love like crazy crime going on and all kinds of shit. Yeah, because that's that's the only thing that makes the difference between those days and now. My good old days, I just realized, was around when I was about nine or ten when. Uh... I had no supervision. I was essentially living yeah. like a college student at that age. Right. And just being able to run around and do whatever I wanted to. Right. And then uh, had a mom for a roommate or a roommate for a mom, whichever yeah. one you want to describe there. That's yeah. my good old days. Yeah. Like, oh, just the carefree, being able to run around. Not, and then not you really and truly look back at it and think. That was sad. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of sad. And by the way, Mom, I could have been fucking killed during all that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's never good whenever you're like, now that family, they were like my family. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh, we get along now. She's been on the pod. Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cherie, we love you. Um, <laughs> We do. I, yeah, I guess I should have tagged in on that one. I yeah. do love you, Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That didn't seem too good. Like, yeah. Jack, you might want to say something here. Uh... <laughs> well, let's move on, I guess. Uh, basketball, I think it's wrapping up this week. We are locked in for six teams so far. Uh, East is 76ers, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, New York Knicks, Atlanta, and Miami. Um, four teams that are still trying to play in uh, on the East are Boston, Washington, which blows my mind, because when they started this year, fucking garbage, apparently. Yeah. But I know Russ has had uh, has come back. He he like think he's now the ha- averages the most triple doubles uh, in like consecutive seasons. He's like the number one guy oh, wow. for that, which is always fun. Whenever they leave your uh, fifteen and uh, fifty five Rockets, that's cool. That yeah. He did that in Washington, you know. Uh, he did it for Biden, I think. Anyway, you still got Indiana and Charlotte on the play-in bubbles. And those games are pretty close. I mean, um, Boston is sitting at 7 seed, but at 36 and 36. And the rest of them are at 34, 38, uh, with the exception of Charlotte at 33 and 39. So that's actually a race going on. Uh, the, the West Coast is a little bit different. And again, man, I'm loving the fact that some of these teams, some teams are – already in that have been in the playoffs, but it, they were struggled to get in the playoffs. Now they're solidified, and the teams that like automatically were in, they're playing in to the to uh, the playoffs. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Uh, Utah, they locked that shit up a long time ago. Phoenix is in officially. Denver's in officially. Uh, the Clippers are in. Dallas is in. I believe they locked up a couple days ago. And then Portland. Um, and then the people at the play-in game, this is an interesting one. The Lakers are sitting at the number seven, and then it is a close race for the eighth seed between Memphis and Golden State. Yeah. But the way Steph Curry's playing, I, I don't see how Golden State's not going to get in it. 
they they're giving San Antonio like the play in games, but it, I mean, L A or L A Golden State Memphis. It's forty two games, uh, forty two wins, thirty nine wins, thirty eight wins. San Antonio's at thirty three. Yeah. I think that you know they have to win every single. Right, that'll yeah. that'll be like the, they'd have uh, to win out, and, and somebody else would have to lose. And, that know. that would be like the Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. Like it's gonna have to be right. one of those just like miracles or whatever. So um, yeah, uh, everyone else is out. Uh, you know, fucking Houston sitting at the bottom at seventeen and fifty five. Really, really disappointing, especially when again Washington and their who uh, Houston traded away is setting records and getting this team that hasn't had a chance at the playoffs in forever. It seems like now they are close and then you got Brooklyn, but of course Brooklyn is so stacked right now. I mean, they're so stacked with stars, but not even just stars. Like that guy, um, uh, we talked about him briefly at the beginning of the season. Uh, their shooting guard, I believe Joe Harris is still killing it. If I believe I gotta be honest, I haven't really looked up any of this, um, at the stats and stuff for him, but uh, short little shaggy white dude running around just shooting the lights out. Like, they're going to be yeah. a fucking problem for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's fun because now it's about to get into this, like, month, month and a half long of uh, of playoff basketball, which, again, to me is, like, some of the funnest to watch. Yeah. And not having a dog in the fight, that's going to be the interesting one this year. Um, it will be interesting to see if the 76ers can get past this, like, out of the first round hump. Yeah. And um, it will be really interesting if the fucking Lakers just don't even make it in this year. That's the one I'm looking at because if you look at last year's, you know, the end of last year's season and everyone was saying that this is a dynasty. Yeah. The Lakers are going to be the team to beat. But then again, plagued by injuries this year. Right. AD had injuries. LeBron had injuries. I mean, it was it – was, yeah, it, it was crazy how that turned out. Uh, real quick, before yep. we go into more basketball here, I, I brought up the stats for baseball. Oh, okay. uh, we're done with quick. basketball, by the way. Okay. I think I think playoffs start by the time we record next week. I think is when playoffs starts, like May twenty second or something like that. Okay, so yeah. you know, once I get into that, hopefully I can watch some games, or unless my family just completely uh, overtakes the TV. So. The standings are as such. My Braves are four, uh, fourth in their division. They're, they're three and a half games out. It's just they just don't have it this year, you know. Um, however, your Astros number one in their division. Goddamn right. Uh, There's only a half a game ahead of the Athletics, though. But that is the only fucking team in y'all's division that is a, a remotely coming close. The Mariners are five games back. Yeah. They're number three. The Angels, they're seven games back. Now, here's the sad one because we are Texas-based show here. The Rangers, dead last in that division, eight games out. Damn. Eight games out. Well, um, it's uh, – I mean, Jesus, you got such a long season. I wonder when in baseball it is time to go, ah, oh, fuck, we either need to start playing or we're – yeah. We're just out of it. I actually know. wish W would buy that team back. They <laughs> were the decent, Rangers. Yeah, they were yeah. a decent fucking team back whenever he was before he decided to go run for president and governor and all and and, mm-hmm. and actually own that team. He he brought them up to be a fucking competitive team. And Nolan Ryan yeah. just 
fucking headlocking dudes and yeah. whooping ass at like 45 years old still. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, dude, if that had gone the way it was supposed to go. He never ran for office for anything. He just continued to be the owner of the Rangers, and then he was named commissioner of baseball. Oh, George Bush? Yeah. It probably would have worked out <laughs> a little better for him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's a guy who's got to think. thank Trump. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah, because he was the devil of the Republican Party until Trump came along. Yeah, and then you think about it, too, not to get too political, because I don't know shit about politics when it comes to this, but you remember, I mean, Jesus Christ, when Mitt Romney was running, they were like, this guy is Satan. Like, Oh, yeah, Satan incarnate. Yeah. Yeah, and now people are actually like, you know, I might actually vote for him. He was an anti-Trump Republican during the day. (laughs) It's wild, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts, dude. It's fucking crazy. The way things change, but I can just see W. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, um, yeah, we're gonna get rid of all those old rules. Yeah, and uh, I say pitchers just always throw for the head now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's, you know, just whatever. You Keep know, doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he would have been great. At that. It's so funny how many people in the administration were actually up to be commissioners of different sports because Condoleezza Rice was uh, tapped. She was probably the head candidate to be the commissioner of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, after Goodell leaves. Huh. And yeah. She's because oh she's super into football. Right. I think I did see yeah. something about that, but maybe I misread yeah. it and into like they wanted it, her to manage a team or or, yeah. um, or not manage a team like be front office. Yeah. 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 G- GM. Yeah. yeah. GM. Yeah, yeah. 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 She um she's she is very very into football so much so that yeah she she at one point was a top candidate to be uh the commissioner of the nfl so these fuckers love sports so much but 10 days in the iraq war that's still going on they were like mission accomplished like yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. like it's like in the third inning yeah. game, like we win <laughs> yeah you you you've played three minutes of the first fucking quarter asshole get the fuck back out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, a, that's interesting. I wonder what happened there. You know, like was it was it were they wanting to be into sports, and then Dick Cheney was like, "We have nine eleven coming <laughs> up. <laughs> we need to, we need to, we need to go out there and take over the Middle East, Batman." Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say Dick Cobblepot over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so going, I guess, into some like UFC stuff, um, your boy, Michael Chandler, man, yeah. couldn't get it done. No, no, no. And, uh, he, he seemed to, you know, be pretty confident going in, but this guy, Charles yeah. Oliveira, he, I don't know if it's, I didn't know much about the guy. I guess he had been on such a bad losing streak. And then it's one of those stories of he came back, his right. celebration afterwards was fucking great. He jumped the fence. You know, gotten gotten the commentator's face, not aggressively, but like I right. did it, I did it, you yeah. know, and then thank Dana White for everything he'd ever done for him. Yeah. Um, seems like a real classy guy. Seems like a real again. Yeah. I don't know shit about the guy. Apparently, because uh, the last guy he fought was Tony Ferguson, and Tony Ferguson was on the card. They replaced uh, uh, Nate Diaz, or yeah, Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards with Tony Ferguson and whoever he fought, which. Right. Sadly, Tony Ferguson is just done. I mean, it's yeah. it's luckily it won't be a Diego Sanchez story, but <laughs> I mean, it's it, you can just tell. It's yeah. like there's so many of these. There's so many great fighters that everyone loves, and then it, they're it's they're starting to dwindle out. I mean, they're just they can't 
it's not that they can't fight anymore. It's not that they're not tough. Because the guy, I forget, I forget who Tony fought, but he put him in a heel hook that almost snapped his fucking leg in half. And yeah. Tony kept fighting through it. And you can see pictures online of Tony's face while in this heel hook and gets saved by the uh, clock, I, I believe. That's how that, you know, that's how that ended. That's how he got out of it. But, uh, it, I mean, they're just it, they're just getting so old. But anyway, yeah. going back to it, uh, uh, Charles Oliveira and Tony, like, they, there was a moment of them talking, and I guess it was Oliveira being like, this is our time, man. Like, let's go out and fucking get this shit done and let's fight. So, like, I guess there was a mutual respect there or whatever. But yeah. Oliveira just seems like an overall, like, real cool, great guy. Um, and they're talking about now, uh, whoever wins out of Connor and Dustin Poirier will go on to fight for that belt. Yeah. Yeah. Fight, uh, Oliveira and he, and, and man, he, for as nice of a guy, he, he can turn it on apparently. Cause he looked fucking vicious when he knocked out Chandler. I mean, he, yeah. he, he clipped him and then. Chandler was trying to run away from him. He just stalked him down and just ground and pound and, and yeah. got him. Yeah, it was not a great showing. For what Chandler did against Dan Hooker, it didn't look – now, then again, I didn't watch the fight. Uh, I wasn't that interested, to be honest. But it, right. he did not – the highlights I saw, it did not look like that ferocious, like, yeah. hungry, I'm here in the UFC now or whatever. It's, to me, it's kind of funny. I've seen, I've seen this a few times in the UFC now where it's like, okay – uh, I'm going to come out and do this one style of fighting. I'm going to be very aggressive, very, you know, do all this different stuff. All right, so my next fight, uh, maybe I'll practice my ground game. Maybe I'll do – it's like – to me, it's kind of like when a comic goes up on stage at open mics and he's got, okay, these are my jokes I know are going to hit. I need to just duck the rust off of them. Now let me try this other thing. This is kind of experimental for me yeah. to do. Um, yeah. Let me talk about yeah. uh, bathrooms at the creek in the cave, like everyone else. <laughs> right, right. And then, um, uh, and then, and then the crowd knocks you out with silence. That's, right. that's a fun Monday. It's uh, a <laughs> <laughs> having flashbacks there, Jack. Yeah, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I. Um, it's kind of like that for me. I, I, you know, if it worked on one fucking fight, keep doing it until it doesn't work. You well, know, and then the, and then once it doesn't work, then you say, okay, they figured me out. Maybe I need to switch it up a little bit, you know? Well, that's the interesting thing, right, is it's MMA. It's mixed martial arts. Right. It's not It's not kickboxing. It's not boxing. It's not wrestling. It's not jujitsu. It's right. everything combined. So you can have one level of fear. The perfect example is Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. Everyone counted out, or a lot of people counted out Nate Diaz for one. He took the fight on six days' notice. No one knew if he was in shape. No one really yeah. heard anything of what he had done for a little bit. And uh, Connor has that devastating left hand, and everyone knows Nate can take punishment. But for how long? That was like the question going into it. Right. Well, you saw because Connor's knocking dudes out up until Nate Diaz, primarily in the first round. Maybe right. going into the second, but I don't think he was known as this uh, championship five-round fighter, right? Right. And so everyone knows he's got this left hand. Everyone knows he's got crazy stand-up game. And um, and he does. I mean, he got to that from the – I mean, he knocked out – he won the belt by knocking out the, the champ in 13 seconds. Yeah. And he got into his head mentally. 
Um, and then you saw, dude, he's, he put a lot of energy in and busted up open Nate. And for Nate to come back out there, uh, then you saw Connor, Connor gets gas super quick. And then get him on the ground. Connor doesn't know anything on the ground. And that's how Nate Diaz won. It, and it was very – it was one of the first times I understood how ground game kind of works it, because it's yeah. it was so step-by-step step what to do. Yeah. Because he got him in a rear naked choke, and that's how he – I think – he was on his back and choked him. I don't know if that's rear naked. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Um, but, he got you know, he got on his back, went to throw the – the arm under to choke him. Connor put his chin down. He just pops him in the head twice. Connor looks up, puts his hand up to, yeah, to stop the punt and just leaves that neck wide open. Boom, puts choke on him. You know head. what I mean? Yeah. So going back to it's all, all about of that countering thing. Yeah. 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 Going back to all of that. Yes, you are right. Yeah. People do fight that way, but but what became known is Connor doesn't have a ground game. Yeah. So Connor gets gassed super easily. Like that started to become the story. Right. And now he's widely exposed. Yeah. So it is then what do you do? Do you do I just focus on my left hand that I know works all the time? Or do I spend my entire camp trying to learn how to not I, I'm sure he knows how to work on the ground, at least to get out of situations, but like, yeah. oh, do I now have to learn? And then you definitely saw it in Khabib when Khabib took down Con- I don't know why I'm picking on Connor. Go, uh, I think he can take it though. Uh, yeah, uh, you saw it with Khabib. I mean, that was the number one thing. Khabib got him on the ground, basically wrapped his legs around him like a fucking just python, yeah. squeezed the life out of him, and you could just tell Connor was like, "Fuck, I don't know what to do down here." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyone can get slipping, but I think I think between Chandler and Oliveira was very much a stand-up game. So it was within his realm. And uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I'd have to go back and rewatch, rewatch it to give kind of a better like. Oh, what what was the difference between the Dan Hooker fight and the Oliveira fight? But I tell you, Chandler looked great in the Hooker fight because he was not only all he was throwing was body shots, and what caught Hooker was he threw a body shot. Hooker just completely left himself open up top, and then it was just a super hard punch to the chin. Down goes Hooker, right? Yeah. Um, but he. Chandler's pressing forward the entire time. Like it wasn't just this yeah. lucky punch. Like he was, he was pushing the fight the entire time. Yeah. So I don't know if it was uh why they. I guess since Connor and Dustin are wrapped up in that, that's why they gave Chandler the opportunity because they're like, oh, he's he's already got a name a little bit. Let's let's see if he can defend the title or or earn the title. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, there is a card this weekend. Cody Garbrandt's fighting. That's like he. I really do like watching uh, Cody fight, but he's a he's a, kind of like a nutcase. Like you don't know if he's. It's never. It, I used to think it would be a guaranteed win. You don't know. Um, yeah. I don't even know who he's fighting. I I I will probably watch just for his. But he's a great. You should go look up on uh, anyone listening if you don't know who Garbrandt is. Go look up Garbrandt versus Dominic Cruz, and Cody Garbrandt literally dances around every punch Dominic Cruz throws at him. He's literally doing, like, uh, you know, 80s, 70s disco moves and stuff yeah. while he's getting thrown punches at and just ducking and dodging. He's yeah. fucking really interesting. Um, before we get into football, I have a little thing here. The top 10 athletes 
the highest paid ones came out. And after I started looking at the list, it was actually pretty some some caught my eye where I was like, "Get the fuck out of here. Is that really true?" Um, so I was wondering if you wanted to play a little game as to if you can guess whatever. Not the top 10 in order, but Mm, highest paid athletes yeah let me and this is throughout all sports right yes it covers all sports it covers mma as well oh shit because this is going to be rough because yeah there's going to be a lot of i'm i'm going to guess uh it is it is high top 10 highest paid athletes in the world yeah because there's going to be some soccer players on there that i don't know because they fucking get paid uh typically uh, I know when Messi got his fucking contract, it was fucking unreal. He made like a fuck ton of money for one year. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, but uh, well, I'm gonna go with a Patrick Mahomes is gonna be on there. No, he's not on there. No. Holy shit! Baseball players sign those long ass contracts too. I I wouldn't even begin to be able to guess to be honest with you. Well, you had it right with Messier. Yeah. But Messier is number two because yeah. Connor overtook him. Yeah. At number one. Connor, no shit. Connor's sitting at $180 million. God damn. Lionel Messier is sitting at 130 And yeah. then third guy, soccer player, Christian Ronaldo. Okay, yeah, yeah. $120 million. Number four, Dak Prescott at $108 million. That's what I, I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> I'm like, good for him. Dude, holding out for that goddamn contract's the best thing he ever fucking did, man. That was franchise tag year where he broke his ankle and shit, and then he proved, apparently, from what I'm reading, proving that he's fucking Superman because he is fucking running around that goddamn field like nobody's business right now. I just found it very funny of the, um, you know, Connor, that's a yeah. that's a. The sport itself is you have to have excellent cardio for 25 minutes. Like, right. you cannot run out of gas. Right. Two soccer players, everyone knows, everyone yeah. minimally knows that in soccer, one of the number one rules is you're running constantly. Yeah. You never are stopping. Um, and then Dak Prescott, that is Hut, backs up, throws. All right, we're going to take about 25, 30 yeah. seconds between. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, you have LeBron James at $97 million. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, number six is Neymar. I don't know who Neymar is. Um, yeah. At $95 Roger Federer at number seven, $90 million. Lewis Hamilton, number 82, or number 82, number eight at $82 million. Who is Lewis Hamilton? That I don't know. So I'd have to look him up. Um, anyway, number nine, Tom Brady at $76 million, And then number 10, Kevin Durant at $75 million. Yeah. Um, I just found that – I found the list very interesting is, uh, man, some of the names where it's like yeah. clearly European guys. I'm sure that Neymar guy is a, a European guy. Roger Federer, I believe, is a tennis player, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. crazy to me, though, it like all sense. the sports that uh, – yeah. so many different sports. It makes sense to me about Dak, though, because what I noticed about his deal was, was you take – uh, you take Mahomes, who mm -hmm. gets this amazing deal, but it's spread out over 10 years, which tells me that Dak got more of his guaranteed up front. Right. That's whenever they walked in and said, hey, you just gave Patrick Mahomes all this fucking money, but his isn't all up front. His isn't, you know, it's spread out over all these years. Here's what you're going to do for Dak. You're going to sign him for these years, but you're going to guarantee him. A hundred and eight million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. 
You think Jerry Jones is excited even like Fuck with yeah. that list of just like, hell yeah. Yeah. Pew, 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 yeah. Pew. Oh, yeah. Doing the whole Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Smacking, fracking, racking, racking. You know, yeah. Got a busted up quarterback still yeah. number four on the list. Pata, yeah. pata, pata. I, I have no doubt. It, it, fucking it, it, Jerry Jones is crazy like that. But that's, you know, hey, that's. It, it's made it the fucking most you know uh, most valuable franchise on the planet of, on the planet Earth. Yep. So it's you know you can't fucking he, he's he is what he is. He, uh, a lot of people give him shit. I'll be honest with you. I think when history goes down, I mean you know uh, Tex Ram who owned the cowboys before him Mm -hmm. he had already determined yeah i'm gonna have to go ahead and fire tom landry this year Mm -hmm. and then that's what started the whole hatred of jerry jones because everyone because everyone's like jerry jones comes in and fires the legend tom landry but what people don't know is tex ram had already decided to do it yeah and jerry jones said tex i'm buying the fucking team let me come in and be the bad guy. You right. leave here on good terms with Dallas. Let me take what your personality yeah. should be by the name Tex. Yeah. And really yeah. come in yeah. here. Yeah. And so, and so I think history, yeah, everyone bitches about Jerry Jones. But in the end, I think everyone's going to end up being, you know, after he's gone, be like, you know, he's a shrewd motherfucker. He was really good at running a football. Hey, man, I will say that I used to not like Jerry Jones. I don't really have an opinion on him one way or the other at this yeah. point. But, well, I guess I do. I guess my opinion is is that he's a very loyal guy. He is. He is a very, but uh, sometimes way too loyal for a little too long. I yeah. mean, the Jason Garrett coaching yeah. situation that shit should have been gone three years before yeah I, I started to wonder if jason garrett had no didn't have evidence of jerry being out on fucking epstein island or some shit why in the fuck he got kept around as long as he did I, i'll never fucking know man that was such a heartbreak when like players wouldn't even acknowledge him as he, they were going off the field anymore it was yeah. like wow you've lost the the yeah. locker room yeah bad um, um, I don't have any football news. I didn't look anything well, up. Well, I, I was going to talk with you about, man, it is, we've said it a couple times on the show, it is fun to talk about the whole, well, the Texans, you know, they have made some moves. They may not be as bad as we think, but holy shit, man. The AFC South. Jesus. So we've got a rejuvenated uh, uh, Jaguars with the fucking Urban Meyer thing. They've got a brand new spanking new quarterback. They were able also to recruit or to uh, to draft his his running back right. from this team, from this Clemson team, uh, which is going to be tough. And it, you know, then we take it from there. So you got all this going on there, and then we take it up to Indy. And apparently, Carson Wentz and T.Y. Hilton have been talking. They say Carson is happy now. You yeah. can tell it. They've been throwing around the ball to each other. They like each other a lot. That ball's moving. Uh, and a Carson, a happy Carson Wentz could very easily turn into the Carson Wentz he should have been. Right. Uh, and coupled with that, there is – Heavy petitioning from fans. The Pat McAfee show is doing it. They're they're texting. Pat McAfee's texting people he knows at the fucking Colts directly. Julio Jones is on the table. 
Really? Yes. And if you put well. – if they – if it's highly doubtful he'll go to the Colts. Right. He'll probably – I'm thinking he's going to go to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but if he went to the Colts and you put him across the field from T.Y. Hilton, holy shit, man. It, 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 the, and then – Let's travel down to Tennessee, which has become a defensive fucking nightmare. Yeah, uh, it's they're they're a dominant team, dude. I think I'm I'm really worried the Texans are going to have a a long time before they they are the contenders in that. Yeah, I don't division. know. I mean, it'll be a ragtag group. It is kind of funny that uh, it is kind of funny now. Depending on if Jacksonville actually plays, actually. Um, lives up to what they have oh, right now. Fuck! You just mentioned that. I forgot about the second coming of God's favorite son, Tim Tebow. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> I was about to say that's more of a media thing. In fact, I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. And they got Tim T. I was yeah. like, all right, let's slow down. He's a new yeah. position. He's older. Right. Um. Yeah. If Jacksonville can live up to their potential as to what they have right now, um, and you're right, Tennessee. Tennessee, I feel like, is going to not maybe not win a Super Bowl, yeah. but they're not. It's either this year or next year. They're going to go deep, deep, deep into the playoffs. If not, make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. And Indy, Indy's so funny to me because Indy, I feel like maybe one of the most slept on teams like every year because you yeah. got to think like they went into the fucking playoffs last year and no one was talking about them. Yeah. But yet they still got there with Phillip River, a brand new quarterback with this team that's already been, you know, together for a while. They just drop in a new quarterback. Yeah. They end up going to the fucking playoffs. It's it's and I forgot who they played. They played Tennessee or the Bill No. Do they play the Bills? Yeah. I can't remember. But either way, yeah, it's like it is kind of funny how this division just went from like yeah. eh, you got one one definite front runner that you need to be worried about, and then you got Indy that you know, on they're like at any given Sunday. No, no, yeah. I'll, I'll take that back. Uh, they're a, they're definitely there. They may just make a couple wrong. Right. They should zig when they should have zag type deal. That that's yeah. what ended up losing them the game. Um, but yeah, now it's yeah again. If Jacksonville can live up to what it's supposed to be, it is going to be like a super tough division to beat out this year. I don't think Jacksonville is going to be what they're supposed to be this year, but I think next year. If they, if Urban Meyer is the right person for that quarterback mm -hmm. to, to 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 get him what he needs and get him trained up and and it's possibility that yeah. I don't think this year but the next year holy shit that team could be devastating they could um, and I think too I really do think that the Texans can Texans are going to be a any given Sunday type of team right. this year. And um, it is a new group. Of, it is a lot of new group of guys. So they may not have that old taste in their mouth as from the season before. Yeah. I mean, what a disastrous season! If you bullet point it, you had a you had a coach that wasn't getting along with the team gets fired in in less than four game or yeah. in four games, and is like who is also their GM. But we also do or or, or you know we don't know if it was either JJ Watt verbally throwing him off the team or physically throwing him off the yeah. team that's still yet to i've yeah. listened to an interview where he kind of hinted like oh I'll, I'll reveal it in the book one day as to yeah. what really happened that day 
And then not only that, um, it's just, you know, the front office situation, you know, players coming out and, and talking bad about it, you know, former players. It's, it's, I, I, I'm actually looking forward to Poor being Romeo like, Oh, Cornell just sitting there going, I just yeah. want some collard greens and <laughs> cornbread and take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. I, I am I am actually pretty hopeful because it is this new. It's kind of like all right. Last season was what it was. Let's drop it. Yeah. It was a very. I'd say it's one of the more unsuccessful seasons, as far as to what we've had, as to what the Texans have had in a long time. Yeah. There's the um, difference, by the way, in not making playoffs and a and and a four and o or four and twelve season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You not make the playoffs with ten games in your in your or nine games in your division. Like yeah. again, you got you got the Titans who are literally have a Titan as a running back who like just can never be fucking stopped. Yeah, and then you have the sleeper team in Indy that everyone kind of forgets about and then goes, oh fuck, they are actually good team. Yeah, like we we do actually have to come to play. And I think Carson Wentz is. I think. More so than Carson Wentz being a good fit for Indy, I think Indy's a good fit for Carson Wentz, and I think and that's what that's what's really bugging me about if if is this kid's going to be good again because he's um, you you can if you look back at film with him and at the Eagles, and you can just see it in his face, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, it's kind of and what it reminded me of was Amari Cooper as a Raider. Yeah. And how he was talking retirement. He was done. He hated playing football. The Cowboys pick him up. And everyone is going, again, let's talk about Jerry Jones's genius. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys pick him up, reinvigorate him. He's out now in interviews talking about this is the football I wanted to play and becomes this star fucking receiver. Right. Um, that may be the situation we're looking at with Carson Wentz here. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I, I look, even when Houston was, was like great to get into, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, it's so hard to be bragging on them when they come off of four, uh, for everything to be happening uh, from the yeah. season to now the off season, like, when they were great and making it into the playoffs and getting past the first round, you know, like really going into it. Yeah. Look, man, fucking Tennessee and Indy always had one of their numbers. Yeah. It, it, every time Tennessee, it would always be like the last game and Tennessee would always end up beating them. It's like even when Tennessee wasn't yeah. who they were now and Indy wasn't who they were. You know what I mean? Right. When they had, uh, when, when they just had Andrew Luck, like it's, it, they were always getting, beat on out on one game yeah so for it to happen again this that's that that's kind of the the bigger goal i guess um i hate when i say shit like that because it's like yeah i'm type up a memo and send it to fucking team yeah but anyway i i would well, think that your goal this year would definitely be like we're going to uh you know we're gonna live up to the tradition of beating the jags uh, yeah. two two games in a season right and we need to take at least one away from Tennessee and one away from Indy. Right. Like, we need to do that. Yeah. And not necessarily to get into the playoffs, um, 
or even have a winning season, but to just say, yeah, these two may be the better teams in our division this year and may end up going in the playoffs and deep, but we yeah. still have their number. Like, we can still right. do that. I hope I hope that's well, th- Jack, that's you, something that will happen. Well, Jack, you talk about write a memo, send it to the team. Uh, that's the secret, man. Just put it out there in the world and hopefully – and that's the reason why right now – I am going to give my dark horse candidate for taking Julio Jones away from uh, the Falcons. Listen, you don't need him. You have a passel of wonderful receivers. You're spreading the ball thin. But Dallas, you can afford him. And imagine Julio Jones across the field from Amari Cooper. Uh, I get that, but you need to you need to work on sending your message out in the universe better. You started with we don't need you. We have receivers. In fact, you may not get the ball ever. No, 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 no. I'm putting the, I'm putting the, putting it out there that yeah. to Jerry. Hey Jerry, I know it looks like you don't, you know. I mean, I get it. You have your receiving core and they're an amazing receiving core. Yeah. But just imagine the spectacle of Julio Jones across the field from Amari Cooper, and now you have spread that field out so much that Dak, it, it, he just has his choice of a million places to either throw the ball to or hand it to. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Well, let's be honest. I mean, the handing it off portion, yeah. that's the part that needs work. Yeah, and and which, from what I understand, uh, they've been work Ezekiel Elliott's been working on this horrific case of the yips that he had last year. That was bad. Uh, that blew my mind because he had been so good and no problems in it. But yeah, last year, it was a literal ca- like you hear about it in baseball and all that. You people get a case of the yips, yeah, where you know they just they just make these little mistakes that screw everything up. Um, and it, it gets into a cycle, and I watched it happen. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, this is a literal case of it, it, all the little things going wrong." Got to be honest, that was probably the difference in in about two or three games. Y'all yeah. could have been ahead and, yeah. and gone into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, that motherfucker was fumbling the ball left and right. I mean, the game against yeah. Washington was like, holy shit. Well, I mean, you know, let's face facts. When your backup quarterback comes in at your fourth game of the season, it's, it, 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 your run game becomes very important. Yeah. And Zeke knew that, too. And that's the reason why Zeke was in there in the press room every, de- every game going, it is my fault. Yeah. I am sorry. I've got to work on this. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Good, but that happens, and and people got to remember it happens to the pros. Yeah, you know, Buckner let one go through his fucking legs one time. You know, I mean, that's just the shit happens. Right, and so, um, well, there's a difference. In hopefully, that. The, but they have been saying that he's been working on technique. He's been working on like how he he lost some of that, uh, um, some of the, the that. Well, he they think what happened is is he got too into the spectacle of being this guy who hurdles people and you know does all this other stuff, and he he forgot the fundamentals of ball protection. Yeah, and so that's what they've been working with him on is hey, fuck all that. You know, we know you can run it and all, but you've got to hang on to the fucking ball for it to matter. Well, you say, you know? I mean, you say Buckner. I wouldn't even compare it to that. Uh, yeah. I don't have a specific guy to compare it to, but it is the. That that type of yips is the guy at second or shortstop who can't throw it 
on a line to first anymore. Yeah. Where yeah, it's just going sure. past him every time yeah. and can't figure out. I mean, yeah. like, you want to talk about – I mean, the ground ball, the Buckner ground ball situation yeah. was one thing. It, it It's just fun to bring up Buckner, that poor bastard. Oh, I love it, <laughs> dude. That's probably one of my favorite stories is when Boston was like, we forgive you. And he was like, fuck you. Yeah. You forgive me? Yeah. You guys ruined my fucking career and life. Right. You fucking assholes. You threatened to fucking kill me. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, we'll see, man. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get interested in football. It's just, it's going to be a weird season. Well, I'm just on, you know, You're, I, y'all. What's crazy? I'm on a fucking high for this year. What's yeah. crazy is y'all's division is always so rivaled as far, or, or uh, y'all have so many rivalries. Each team hates each other. That's yeah. the, that's the cool Big part time. about y'all's division. Yeah. Um, I hope it's and not it, a fucking race to the four or a race to four games like it was last season. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, ugh. I want to. I. I don't. I, Which oh, speaking of real quick, the, uh, man, I hate it because there because there is there are such large rivalries, mm-hmm. you know, major rivalries between the teams in the NFC East. I hate it when a team in the NFC East. That is not the Cowboys signs a player that I fucking love. Who's that? Fitz Magic. He just got signed to the Washington football team. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And this uh, is something to work with. There, there was <laughs> there was a call in on uh, McAfee show. The caller is like, I'm predicting it now. I don't care what anyone says. I think he's finally going to get the respect he deserves. MVP of the league, Fitz Magic. And uh, I'm like, no. Everyone on the show is just like, no. He'll get the Spirit Award for the yeah, NFL yeah. for sure. It, but it would be cool to see him do something good. But now, here's this guy that I absolutely love to watch play. I've always been a Fitz Magic guy, but now I have to hate him. Well, you get to watch it two times yeah, this year. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, y'all are. It, that's going to be a very interesting one if if the Cowboys can't put it together, because yeah. it y'all it, y'all are so fucking stacked yeah. from coach coaching staff in my opinion. It, yeah, I don't. I still don't think. I think it was more of that defensive coordinator y'all were having problems with as opposed Horrible. to Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and uh, and that so, problem's fixed now. Supposedly, uh, the the new one has come in with um, a much. Uh, Easier scheme. He's listening to the players of, hey, what didn't work last year? You know, a lot of them are saying we went for 3-4 from 4-3. And uh, that was the big thing. And and so, yeah, I, um, I, uh, I have a lot of hope. I think the coaching staff is stacked now. I think the, the offense is stacked. And they made so many moves to shore up that defense over this past uh, – uh, the past draft in the past few months, I I think we we're looking at something special there, but I don't know. You know that the Cowboys we say it every fucking year because you look at all this shit that we have, and we're like, "Yep, this is it. This is the year." And then we get disappointed yet again. So so I'm cautiously optimistic every year. I'll put it that way. Yeah. You know? Um, I completely forgot, dude. Did you see the story of the Denver Broncos player? He, I can't remember his name. He didn't seem like a, I think this is it. Jawan James, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's working out at his house, gets injured. Yeah. And they cut him yeah. for yeah. not 
working out at the facility and getting injured off site. Yeah. And the big debate right now going around is like, well, is that going to make players in the off season go, well, so do we not work out? Yeah. Do we have to work out? uh, Apparently, it was told that like don't come to the facility because we want to because still yeah. for COVID precautions. But then, what do you do as a player? Well, you have, who's trying to make your money and trying to you know. Well, it's in every NFL contract that there's this certain period of time that you are not covered by the NFL for healthcare stuff. And yes, that is the big thing. Do I work out during this time and risk being injured and risk my whole career being lost and I have no guarantees, no coverage? Or do I come in, haven't worked out, I'm not in shape, then I do get to the facility, and I hurt myself there because I'm not in shape. I haven't worked out, and I'm not conditioned. Um, Well, I I know those typically go with, um, like, uh, Lance Lance Bergman, I think was his name, on the Astros. I remember when he was playing, he tore his ACL playing flag football. They find him a shit. The Astros find him a shit ton of money because yeah. in your contract it says on off season you can't do dumb shit right. like this. But the interesting thing is, it's like he's it's a workout injury. It's not right. a he's right. on a four wheeler. It flipped. It's not a oh right. I was playing basketball tripped. You know, felt right. whatever. It's a really interesting kind yeah, of debate he was going around out to keep him in shape to be able to do his job. I think the uh, players' association is going to get involved with this. I think that's that, definitely been talked yeah, about, and I think uh, I think we're going to see some some changes uh, to these contracts to where if I'm going to be an NFL player, you are going to cover me year round, no matter what. If you want me to be at my best and be able to work out. You know, in my in the off season, yeah. in this period of time where you know you say you won't cover me, the, uh, then yeah, you're gonna have to start covering. Lost ten million dollars. Yeah, over it's, whatever it's, whatever happened, ten million. Yeah. And it, it I I think the bigger controversy is the fact that it, like they were saying like if this would have happened in the facility, or it's like you're allowed to work out in the facility. Yeah, on the off season, but they tell you. But the, they're told he can't come to the facility. It was a very yeah. weird story. I wish I would have done a little more There's research. A lot I literally that just remembered with it. COVID from not being able to be at the facility and doing these Zoom meetings for OTAs and uh, yeah, there's it's a uh, uh, I don't know. I, I like I said uh, the there's there's a lot of talk that there's about to be a lot of stuff renegotiated by the union because it's it's just gotten. These tiny little rules that they put in the fine print, you know, are, are starting. We're starting to see them actually fuck people over. And in that case, in a major way, in a $10 million way, yeah. fucked a dude over. Yeah, and Phil, so, Phil yeah. for the guy for sure. Yeah. That's why I don't um, put my groceries up at home. Yeah. If I do that, Stripe's going to be like, yep. no. I refrigerated the trunk of my car just so that I could just leave my groceries in there. Whatever we need, we just walk out of the car and get it. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you have a contract too as a stalker. Yeah. Right. You can't be stocking shit at the house. What's wrong with right, you? Right. <laughs> yeah. No stocking shit. All right, Jack. Well, um, I'm going to go. You, normally I put this out on Sundays, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out this afternoon so we can promote because I know you have midnight tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, midnight at uh, Buzz Mill Riverside in Austin, Texas. Yep. Um, we're the 22nd. Are, 
Yes, the twenty second Saturday, uh, midnight. We said that already, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to pull, or I'm going to pull up uh, my lineup, but debate that. Uh, if you don't know the show, it's silly comics debating silly topics. I feel like I, I really set up a pretty good one for this one. Um, yeah. Uh, Aaron Sorosi versus Mary Piccarazzi. John Heft, former champ of uh, debate that, versus Kevin Minetti. And uh, Simply Courtney versus Mario Vincenzo. And uh, yes, in case you're wondering, next month, booking plain Jane white fucking names. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was the yeah. hardest <laughs> flyer to put together. <laughs> um, and before that, tomorrow night, 22nd of May, uh, at 7 o'clock at Wake the Dead, uh, be there. We're going to have a showcase. I'm going to be on it. Gabe Cortez is going to be on it. We got Laura T's hosting. We got Chuck Jackson coming out for that. Yep. Uh, and we got three killer comedians yeah. from Austin. Trumaine Bradley, Martin Hend, and yes. uh, oh, I forget the the woman's name. God. Oh, yeah. shoot. And I love her to death. What, um, Great comic. Really funny comic. Yeah, but yeah, all comics. They're, they're very funny comics. We're all going to be there. We're going to have a great time. Uh, show up for that, please, man. And uh, for some of you guys that uh, we all, you know, some of you young comics out there that uh, haven't been coming out but are now fully vaxxed and feel comfortable coming out, come out to that show tomorrow. Support us and I, because I'd love to see you. Garrett Buss, I'm talking to you. Uh, <laughs> there you go uh which garrett we've been talking he's he's about to start coming back out again which is awesome nice I can't wait to see him again last comic on that show uh katie felton is yes katie felton yes. oh god i can't believe i forgot that name but yeah she's great she's hilarious um yeah it's gonna be a fun uh fun time for sure yeah um and so yeah uh Shit, we're back out doing comedy again, Jack, and it uh, feels fucking good. I was about to say, if you see an open mic at the creek at, in the afternoon, we'll be there if you yeah. ever want to come check us out. And then Absolutely. we just scurry around the city after that. Absolutely. Anyway, love each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.